0: Live from the WTAD studios in the Lincoln Douglas building in downtown Quincy, it's time to pull up a chair and assemble today's
1: WTAD News Roundtable. Right, hop on board, kids. The Monday edition of the News Roundtable is on. Steve, you got a whole lot of Randall Ravello uh, over the weekend. Did, <laughs> did you uh, I- <laughs> enjoy his at-bats and his uh, stellar performance? What cover? I saw, yes, but uh, I didn't see much baseball this weekend. Really? No. I would have thought uh, that you would have been uh, social media posting and... And they weren't
0: on yesterday, were they? Uh, like, I don't think I think, think so. it was only on Saturday. It was Saturday. Saturday, yeah.
1: Saturday I was uh, critiquing. Yeah, I caught a little, little bit of it. Um, so, And I thought about you every time Ron Hill Ravello uh-huh. got yep. up Can't to the to Say that one over and over on the morning podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, it means he's producing. Well, that's true. They're not going to put Montel uh, Velllo in the, story, unless in the AP done, done unless he's done something, yeah. and more often than not, something positive. Good, th- good thoughts. If he goes, uh, if he takes the collar, they're not going to put him on the the sports. So you won't. If to he
0: flings a bat into the stands, they sure will.
1: I, I don't. Yeah, it's a fair point, but. I don't think if they say his name over and over, that means
0: something happened to Paul Goldschmidt, right?
1: Right. Well, that's what we were living with Friday, uh, which you were grousing
0: uh, about. I know. Well, we're thinking that at some point in a Ron Hal Rivera story that there'll be the phrase, in place of the injured Paul Goldschmidt. Mm. Uh,
1: what would happen if uh, the Cardinal management decided uh, we needed more Ron Hel Ravello? More just just because... They decided they liked Ron Hel Ravello, even though Steve wants more Paul Goldschmidt. What if the Cardinals said, No, no, no. We need Ron Hel Ravello and we need him regularly.
0: <laughs> they don't give a darn what Steve thinks. <laughs>
1: but okay, I'm just using Steve in place of the fan Man. base. You need a left fielder. Can he play left fielder? Cardinal Nation. I don't know if he has a left fielder's mitt or if the guy only has a first baseman's Uh, mitt. I'm using him uh, as a parallel to electric vehicles and those charging stations because there's legislation in Springfield that I believe has made it out of committee that would require charging stations for electric vehicles uh, in new construction and renovations, uh, which, of course, will drive up the price of... Housing. Why? How many electric cars are out there? Uh, Is this government essentially dictating what the market uh, does or forcing a position upon the market as opposed to letting the market be the market itself? We'll get into uh, House Bill 4284. On the back half of the Monday edition of the News Roundtable, in with all of the latest Monday morning news from the WTAD Newsroom, though, say good morning to Scott Hardy. Good
0: morning, Quade. Good morning, everybody. Before we get started, I'd like to say to anybody who's collecting aluminum, there is a chance for you to pick up a couple of cents right now in the median. I see some here, scores
1: out there. Yeah. Here at
0: 4th and Main, there's there's, there's something right there, so if you want to pick it up, please be all be be able to do that by all means. Community group that wants to see a 53 cent property tax hike on next month's ballot approved for the Quincy Public Schools plans to hold a forum tonight. Second of three meetings at John Wood Community College is set for 6:30 in campus meeting rooms D24 and D25. Group will hold a third meeting March 12th in the Mary Eleanor Auditorium. Officials say the presentation will take less than an hour, and officials will gladly answer all questions about the proposed referendum for the district's education fund. In December, the QPS board voted to put that 53 cent tax referendum on the March 17th ballot. If passed, it would generate an estimated $5.3 million a year to cover the cost of new state mandates of a $15 per hour minimum wage and a $40,000 minimum teacher salary. The group says the additional funding would also meet the needs of a, quote, constantly evolving educational system, end quote. Today starts a week of celebrations at Quincy University as the school marks a milestone and officially welcomes its new president. All this week, Quincy University will celebrate its 160th anniversary and the inauguration of the 24th president, Dr. Brian McGee. QU says the highlight of the week is the inauguration ceremony Friday afternoon at 2 in the St. Francis Solanus Chapel in Francis Hall. QU says because seating in the chapel is limited, they recommend that you get there early. If the chapel's full, overflow seating will be available in McHugh Theater in the basement of Francis Hall. The inauguration will also be live-streamed. McKee's been at the university since July 1st. QU is also hosting a series of events, starting with a community service event from 11 to 1 today. QU students, faculty, and staff members will be helping the organization Feeding Children Worldwide pack meal kits for orphanages in third-world countries. There will also be an academic showcase Tuesday afternoon. The QU lacrosse teams will play Wednesday, and there will be a lecture Thursday night at the Connie Neiman Center for Music. Marion County Republicans say Missouri Governor Mike Parson will be in Hannibal early next month. Marion County Republican Central Committee says Governor Parson will speak at their annual Lincoln Day Breakfast Saturday, March 7th at the Hannibal Nutrition Center. committee says all statewide Republican officeholders have been invited, including Lieutenant Governor Mike Keough, as well as locally elected officials like State Senator Cindy Laughlin and Representatives Lewis Riggs, Greg Sharp, Jim and Jim Hansen. committee says that reservations are required. Those need to be made by March 4th. Parson is running for his first full term in office and will likely face state auditor Nicole Galloway in the November general election. One person's dead after a vehicle crash in Lee County, Iowa over the weekend, according to a news release from the Lee County Sheriff's office. Deputies were called to a possible brush fire in the 2400 block of Peach Orchard Road in Montrose just after 3:30 Sunday morning. That's where deputies found a vehicle in a crash in a nearby wooded area just by the road. The County Sheriff's Office did confirm that one person died at the scene. The, author- the identity of that person is not being released at this time. cause of the crash is undetermined. Authorities say their investigation continues. Three people are in jail on charges of armed robbery after a holdup in a Quincy home Sunday morning. Barry, Illinois woman, 24-year-old Tabitha Winter, and 21-year-old Darian Jackson and 22-year-old Lamar Brew, both of St. Louis, were arrested after a traffic stop by Illinois State Police in Barrie. Just after 10 Sunday morning, Quincy police were called to a home in the 300 block of Cedar. A man and a woman living there told police two robbers came into their home, showed handguns, and demanded money. The robbers grabbed several items and ran. The victims, who weren't hurt, were able to get a good description of the getaway vehicle and gave it to police. That's how state troopers were able to stop the car and bury. They were also able to recover items stolen from the Quincy home. Winter, Jackson, and Brew are all in the Adams County Jail awaiting their first court appearance. That could happen today. And the Mill Creek Water District says it's had to implement a boil order this morning. The district says that the boil order went into effect at 8 a.m. for the area that includes 2823 to 3115 St. Anthony Road and 3207 Corona Road. No reason given for that boil order. It will remain in effect until further notice. That is a look at the latest in local news. Of course, we'll have more for you throughout the afternoon right here on WTAD.com and also on our social media pages, including both Twitter and Facebook, and Steve, there's yes. one nice thing, is that both Quaid and I are happy after our teams were not only victorious, but played well this weekend. Both of us. Yeah. Quaid's team was in a London derby. My, scu- my
1: squad got uh, victory over uh, former, former coach Jose Mourinho. And... I,
0: I was not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, what was that? I, 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 am he, the he, form- I am the former coach. Of, of Chelsea and Manchester United, my name is Jose Mourinho. Mourinho.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, I so would say at Tottenham we were we were playing with uh, two legs tied behind our back.
1: And I would tell you that uh, Arsenal looked good uh, in a uh, tough against an Ever- Everton squad that has looked a lot more solid yep. as of late. And really, as of late, I'm going to give the credit to their new their new coach, uh, Carlo Ancelotti, who's got them playing a much more stout game. So... Good, good wins uh, all the way around.
0: Definitely were for
1: our London squads over the weekend. Did you watch any of the St. Louis Battlehawks? Hawks? Uh, I did not. However, I will tell you at the Quaid Residence, Kakaw does get laughs. Ooh. The whole Kakaw thing. Yeah. We watched uh, the Billikens game over the weekend, and there was a whole lot of Battle Hawks going on okay. inside Chaffetz. Uh, enough so that my wife's like, what is this? What are people pointing to their signs and hats that say caca? And I said, that's the Battlehawks." She's like, what? I said, that's the XFL team that's in St. Louis. She's like, really? They're, they're people are, I'm like, you have to understand, in St. Louis, the whole point of this Battlehawks thing is to to make a point right. to Kroenke cool. yeah. and the NFL.
0: mm mm-hmm. And it's a nice way for folks in the Saint Louis area to chant Cronky Sucks whenever they feel like
1: sure. it. Sure. It gives them it, it gives them a legitimate opportunity to do that. <laughs> they could break it out anywhere. You could be at any given restaurant in Saint Louis, and if somebody starts that, people will join in and that chant. But at a Battlehawks game, that gives you a legitimate opportunity sure.
0: to blues play. Blues play the Colorado Avalanche. It could start, start up. At it, it, yeah. Anytime.
1: It's kind of like, even more so, the, the tried and true Wenger out could show up anywhere. <laughs> That's right. Any given time. For no reason whatsoever. I have nothing to do related to uh, England or the Premiership or even soccer. But Wenger out could show up
0: any place. Same give thing it, with Gronky Socks. Give it a week. Arsenal puts up a statue of Wenger at the Emirates within a week. Someone will hang a sign saying, Ben Gogh. <laughs> <"Ben Gomer." laughs> just, just to do it. Ah, that's funny. And to <laughs> post on social
1: media. <laughs> <laughs> it's 10-17. Uh, we'll take a time out. And I've adjusted my Ron Hell-Ravello analogy. And we'll uh, share with my, uh, my, my swerve when we come back on the News Roundtable.
0: W-T-A-D Ashley Home Store's President's Day sale is now extended. It's your last chance to get up to 30% off or get no interest for up to six whole years
1: with no minimum purchase. Whether you're updating one room or your entire home, find styles that fit your look and budget. Don't wait. The President's Day sale ends Monday. Shop and save today only at America's number one furniture and mattress store.
0: Ashley Home Store. This is home on Availability may vary. Some exclusions apply. See store for details.
2: At Ashley Home Store, we know you have great choices where to buy your furniture. We hope you choose us. We've been a part of this community for over 35 years, the past 15 as Ashley Home Store. No matter your style or budget, we will find the right pieces to make your home more you. Our staff is 100% dedicated to making the best experience for you from selecting to delivery of your new furniture. When it's time to refresh your home or sleep better on a new mattress, think Ashley Home Store, because
3: this is home. Your office. Whether it's a home office or an office office, it's where you conduct your business. It reflects who you are. You got a handsome desk, a stylish chair, even your pencil holder completes the look. Everything is right. Well, everything but that crummy plastic mat under your office chair. It dents and cracks, the corners curl up. Why do you have that? You need the glass chair mat by Vitraza. Smooth enough to glide on and strong enough to hold a thousand pounds. Our glass chair mats never dent. You get a lifetime warranty and it's beautiful. Get the look you deserve. You won't find Vitraza glass chair mats at the Office Superstore. You order direct at Vitraza.com. That's V as in Victor, dot acom Shipping is free, and you save 10% with discount code OFFICE. That's 25 to $75 off any Vitraza glass chair mat with discount code OFFICE. Betrazza.com.
2: Bonkers Family Fun Center has a reimagined Play Maze, a new Super Slide, and now the most amazing deal ever. Play all day, every day with the new annual Play Maze Pass. Best part the price thirty four ninety nine for the entire year. Play today, play tomorrow, play every day through 2020 for only thirty four ninety nine. This is an introductory price to so get your annual Play Maze Pass now. Bonkers has great games, great prizes, and amazing fresh, handcrafted food. And of course, the best birthday parties ever. Visit bonkers.com for more info bonkers where fun gets done thursday morning february 27th starting at 7 30 log on to wcad.com and click the half price deals link to purchase a bonkers 50 dollar gift certificate for only 25 dollars that's right a 50 dollar gift certificate from bonkers in quincy for half price it's the wcad half price deal of the week a 50 dollar bonkers gift certificate for 25 dollars just log on to WTAD.com Thursday morning, February 27th, starting at 730 for the half-price deal of the week.
1: WTAD
0: No, on the day I was born, which is today. Nice.
1: How many years ago did they determine that? Today, George
0: Thorogood's birthday.
1: 68?
0: I will say 70. And Scott's right.
1: Oh, yeah. Hey. Very good.
0: Let's go get lottery. Play sevens on the lottery? Certainly. Uh,
1: sevens. There you go. All right. right. Uh, Welcome back to the News Roundtable Talk Radio 930 WTAD. My Ron Hell-Ravello analogy, not quite as on point as I needed it to be. It would be more along the lines of what Springfield is proposing if, instead, not the Cardinal organization, but the St. Louis City Council dictated that Ron Hell-Ravello needed to play or start most games. Not... Not the the organization. The organization is free to do what the organization wants to do. If they feel that Ron Hel Ravello uh, should start most games and that Paul Goldschmidt, who they've spent uh, a whole lot on, should not, uh, just to aggravate Steve, that's their decision. And Steve, uh, on his own, can decide. Screw that. I'm not watching. I'm not buying a Ron Hel Ravello jersey. This leads us to House Bill 42. 84. So that's a that's a better analogy of what's uh, occurring with this particular piece of legislation than the team itself deciding to do that. Uh, and it's actually uh, happened last week. Uh, they proposed House Bill 4284 w- would require uh, new residential construction to have uh, a dedicated circuit that runs to the garage or all parking spaces. Uh, were this, you know, condos or uh, apartment complex, something like that, uh, to make them electric vehicle ready. Um, They would also have to have a particular number. There's a a formula somewhere involved in this bill, I'm sure, or there should be if there isn't, to have uh, a certain percentage of parking spaces based on the number of units in a residential building, think more like the high-rise or or our own building here, Lincoln-Douglas, Uh, where you have many people living and you have uh, parking uh, around the building, to have a certain number of those parking spaces electric vehicle uh, charge ready. Uh, It's an interesting uh, approach to this. Um, And also, um, if you're going to be renovating uh, a place, you would also need to put those charging uh, uh, specs in place in a renovated garage or or house uh interestingly though when you talk about the number of electric vehicles, you see them occasionally there are a few that are uh, rolling around town I, and, and and in this point in time what what i'm talking about is i noticed some teslas here or there there are hybrids that you see more of those that are combination electric and combustible engine they they may be electric, you know, up until like 35 miles an hour, and then the combustion engine will kick in. But if you look at just electric vehicles total that are all electric, the number of those around the state is very small compared to the number of vehicles in total. Uh, the center square put that number at fewer than 8,000 electric vehicles uh, as of 2017. Now, it's more than that now. But in this legislation, uh, you would have to have an outlet that can handle uh, a charging station. Essentially, a 240-volt outlet, kind of like you would have for your electric dryer. All right, Now, you can charge uh, with a standard outlet, uh, a 110 or, or, or 220. It's just going to take longer. But if you get the bigger 240 uh outlet, like you would have for your your dryer, then that's what they're ideally going for. Uh, EV-ready is what they're saying this would be, and it would uh, perhaps cost 900 bucks for each outlet, much less the renovation to uh, run the lines to get those places uh, in place. There are legislators that uh, are in business and say that if they had to uh, retrofit everything, to put the appropriate number of these things in place, you're looking at tens of thousands of dollars per housing units. If you're in a, a condo neighborhood or, or in a building like this that has many people living in it, uh, with uh, parking spots surrounding the building, and I'm thinking of the, the lampy, uh, as well here downtown. Uh, it's, it's kind of fascinating, uh, that there would be legislation that would require this type of thing. It's it's almost as if we aren't behaving uh as Springfield would have us behave, therefore, legislation. Uh if 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 electric vehicles are the the, the wave of the future, the way people are moving, the way the trends are going, wouldn't the market uh reflect that? Now that doesn't mean that there aren't electric but there obviously are electric vehicles out there. Uh, But this implies that you putting a charging station in your house isn't a choice that you make on your own. It's a governmental choice that you have to adhere to. Uh, And that's completely different than you doing it because you want to buy an electric vehicle and be able to charge it in your garage. Uh, So instead of you doing it because that's what you want to do of your own free will, this would be a government mandate uh, at certain levels. So our... You have to ask the question, well, is this really what we want to be able to do? Because ultimately, it's going to make stuff cost more. To have those things retrofitted into houses for renovations or put into new uh, construction, that's going to cost extra money beyond what it would normally cost. So where does that money come out? It's going to come out on the user end. Come out on the user Like Mark Glenn points out at WirePoints, these are the elected officials who are pushing this, but at the same time, they're worried about affordable housing. It's a fair point. Um, interestingly, I thought of it this way. Uh, are people moving from Illinois because there aren't enough charging stations uh, to make life as comfortable as they would like? Is that the reason people are opting to go across the border to Indiana or Missouri or Wisconsin or Iowa? Uh, or or Kentucky or, or moving even further away to Tennessee or or Florida I don't I don't think so uh interestingly we've seen stories and in some cases specials about the Chinese government building entire cities that are still empty ghost cities if the government in Springfield mandates all of these charging stations would they be ghost charging stations sitting around in parking spots all across Illinois not being used because people still haven't bought those electric vehicles. I'm just curious. Um, Also, because this is Illinois, and because I'm cynical, shouldn't we do a thorough study to find out if any of the legislators behind this bill have a connection, or their family has a connection, or their friends have a connection to a company that makes
0: electric charging stations. Are you implying that there would be a conflict of interest in Um, Illinois? I'm just saying that today's temperature
1: in Springfield, it's not an out-of-bounds question to ask.
0: Has that happened before? I just
1: think that if we're going to have this conversation as adults, perhaps... There needs to be, if there's any conflict of interest, uh, some people need to be removed from pushing certain things. If their family, themselves personally, or their friends stand to benefits and they're being used as leverage to get legislation passed that, well, the market isn't actually bearing at this point in time. Stay tuned and pay attention to what's being introduced Uh, in Springfield. We'll be on it with you as well. That's the Monday edition of the News Roundtable. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. You should be here, too. The News Roundtable will reconvene tomorrow morning at 10.06 a.m. on AM 930 WTAD. Podcast available online at WTAD.com.